You're listening to FOW Live here on the FOW Radio Network. I am Patrick with me, Danny Danger, and Eric. Uh, guys, we're back. Back again. It's Thursday night. Uh, we got wrestling on our minds. How are Two you guys doing this row. evening? Two weeks in a row, y'all. We're back two weeks in a row. We're making a habit of things once again. But we're doing good. We're here. Time to talk about wrestling. Yeah, I'm all right, I guess. Oh, come on. It was the right move. That was the dumbest... No, we're not... We'll talk about that later. That was the stupidest fucking move anybody could have ever made in that game. But wrestling... Wrestling's great. Let's, Let's wrestle. Let's do the wrestles. It, 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 whatever. It's it was it was what had to be done. The right things, just like, just just like you know, like everything in wrestling that has to be done the right way, even though you don't like it. Hey, did, did I did, did I like some things that happened? You know, in the last week or so. No, but there are some things that I love, and they were great. But let's talk about something that's happened actually a couple of weeks ago that we haven't had a chance to really talk about. Um, you know, we've been very long-winded for the last few weeks. Uh, we didn't get to really give, uh, uh, you know, give the, the proper time to AEW's All Out um, that happened back uh, September 5th uh, in front of a sold-out crowd, 10,000-plus people. Um, yeah, in Chicago, I think. Uh, where champions are made, apparently, was a tagline for this one. I didn't realize that they were doing taglines. But, yeah, there we are. Okay, so uh, here goes the, the show. Uh, we kick off with a TNT championship match where Miro defeated Eddie Kingston to retain the uh, TNT championship. Not defended on TNT, though. No. Not defended on a weekly basis on TNT anymore, like kind of was the original uh, purpose of the championship, huh? No. Uh, it, it'll be defended on TNT this week. For the first time in, since Mira's won it. No, he did it like two weeks ago against Fuego Del Sol and beat him. Uh, there's just gotcha. there's just so many ex-WWE guys that they just can't put them all together on their three hours of programming. Some Sometimes, you know... We we have to we have to skip through one, one or two or eight yeah. or twelve. Um, no, they kicked off with a banger. Um, I said that it was going to be my match of the night. Uh, unfortunately, I was wrong. Not because they did anything wrong. They had a fantastic match. Um, just it, it ended up not being my match of the night for reasons we'll talk about later. Uh, but. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was hard hitting. Uh, Miro pulled no punches, and uh, Mad King pulled no punches. Very, very good match. Uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what comes next for Miro after he beats the the the, the tar out of Fuego Friday, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Mad King this Sunday. Yes, Mad King, yeah. Eddie Kingston, on a side note, we can talk about it a little later, will be live in Atlanta with Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment um, this Sunday. 
But like I said, we can talk about that a little bit later. But since Eric kind of hit the uh, mention, I wanted to clarify that. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, John Moxley defeats Satoshi Kojima on the singles match, which I pretty much thought, uh, you know, hey, we're going to do our thing. Kojima got a very nice reaction. Uh, but to me, uh, the aftermath uh, just made me forget about this match. Yeah. Why is that, Eric? Because I got to freaking scream Kaze Ninare at an AEW show, and the world figured out why Suzuki Goon shows no mercy. Um, How about time you finally followed the lead? Yeah. Hey, when, when it's on AEW and stuff that I actually watch, I'm cool. But last week, I think I was watching football or something. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, Minoru Suzuki shows up at AEW. Uh, smirks his way to the ring, gets in Moxley's face, and they just slug it out for a couple minutes. Uh, the first shot was just the forearm across uh, across him, and Suzuki had Moxley's blood on him, and I just thought that was a fantastic visual to, uh, to kickstart the quote-unquote feud that I hope we're going to get. Uh, you know, in later, later episodes, I think a production mishap kind of helped uh, fuel the feud a little bit. Uh, but but yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what, what comes of Suzuki and AEW. And now, like I said, the world will know that uh, Suzuki Goon shows no mercy. Yeah, the, the match with with Mox was good. You know, yeah. him and Kojima. But, you know... Most of us didn't really feel that Kojima was going to come in and win. You know, it's kind of Moxley's a former champ, etc., coming into his house. Um, and it's the match certainly was overshadowed by the awesome moment afterwards. Um, so we know Suzuki is, you know, in the States for at least September and October, as he has multiple bookings um, with GCW, uh, PWX, he's with multiple, multiple companies in the United States doing pretty much a a big United States tour of the Indies and apparently with All Elite as well. So I assume he'll, you know, he'll stick around at least for a few more weeks. They did something this week and they planned something for next week. So he's at least continuing on. He And he may be working with All Elite, um, you know, pretty much the duration of his time here in the United States. Because most of the indie shows and all that are, you know, going to be during the weekends, so he's kind of free during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of works well for him. But yeah, absolutely excited to see what all he does. See him and Archer back together again, and uh, you know, yeah, get to a whole new group of fans to be able to kind of see and appreciate them. You know, him in a different in a different way. I uh, I had a watch party over here, and uh, you know the the opening strands of his music hit and I like marked out and my friend was what like, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And I'm like, you'll see it in a minute. You'll, and then it flashed across the screen Minoru Suzuki and he went, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and she'd be surprised. So the, you know, marks in the, in, in the, uh, in the room, uh, in the stadium, the, whatever this building, but, uh, Appreciate that they, they stuck to uh, 
tradition and sing along with the song when it, you know, yes when it was time when you know so At least that's good I think his, cut his theme short yeah <laughs> but yeah like we said huge uh, appearance the one appearance that nobody could have, could have predicted um, I think of all the appearances we've got but yeah here we go and so far, they have not, uh, you know, they have they have not disappointed in their use of uh, Suzuki, and of course Suzuki gone with Archer back. You know, he never left the family; he just you know left the country. Um, yeah. So it's nice to see him, uh, which makes me wonder, where is David Boy Smith Jr. Yeah, but, uh, Being, you know, reun- reuniting the, uh, you know, that would reunite the uh, Killer Elite Squad, and also yet again, uh, you know, himself a member of Suzuki Goon at one time for several years. Yeah, word was that Davey signed with WWE, but we hadn't really heard much about it, you know, apart from no. one little snippet. Yeah, he did a My dark Wilson. match, and he was like, "It's great to be back," and we're like, "Are you back for long term or?" Just kind of a one-off. Yeah. I guess we shall see. Uh, TBD. Next up, the women's uh, world championship was on the line as Dr. Britt Baker DMD defeated Chris Statlander uh, to retain the championship. Uh, I didn't hate the match, uh, but I, I didn't love the match. I don't know. I I. I maybe I had high expectations for this one, but it was just uh, it felt like a slight disappointment. I can't pinpoint it, but it just it did not feel like what I was hoping or expecting. And I think a lot of that kind of comes from and me and Danger uh, talked about this. Uh, I don't think anybody really expected Statlander to win. Um, and going going into a match, it, it's hard to get invested in it, in my opinion, when you know somebody's gonna not is not gonna win. Like, I mean, in most in most matches, we know who's gonna win, we know who's gonna lose. But I mean, you know, in in terms of pro wrestling, you're you're taught to expect anything. But I, I think the majority of the people knew. Statlander was not going to win this game uh, or that match game. Hell, um, and and I think that can take people out of it a little bit. Uh, and I don't know if that's necessarily what took you out of it, but just you know, my my point of view. I liked the match. I thought Britt did very well in her role. I thought Statlander uh, looked good in the losing effort. Made her look a little bit more believable as a competitor, as a top, uh, I guess, babyface of a women's the women's division. Um, interested to see where they go next with Statlander, because uh, you know they don't really do much with the women's division outside of one or two storylines. So, yeah, um, DMD retains as everybody probably expected, and. Moves on to her next challenger. Yep. 
Yeah, the match was the match was fine, but like you guys, you know, I just I just didn't really feel connected to it. I'm not a huge Statlander fan. She's she's gifted athletically, but I just have a hard time getting invested in a lot of her matches. Is it? And I don't really an like the whole. I don't really like the whole gimmick. Yeah, the whole gimmick shtick is kind of goofy. It kind of comes and goes, which is weird to me about it too. Um, you know, I if she just kept it to the fact that. I'm an alien, so I have, you know, agility and, you know, supernatural type physicality. I think I could suspend my disbelief more, but the when she tries to use her like alien powers of like hypnotism and but the boop thing and she'll certain other you. things that like you know come and go really. They don't they're not consistent within her character. She'll just use them for a spot at a match randomly somewhere and then you never see her do them again. Um that kind of does, you know, kind of takes me out of it too. But yeah, we didn't really expect Brit to to lose. Um you know, no matter how how much they built her up, uh the fans just, you know, weren't ready to accept Statlander as uh a reasonable contender. Um the fans like her, but they didn't really see her being the star. And that's the big issue that um, the women's division has been facing lately is that it pretty much has one star, and that's Britt Baker, and nobody else is really at her level um, to the point where the fans really want to see Britt lose despite the fact that she's if she's playing a bad guy or a good guy. They don't really want to see her lose because she is kind of the top star in the division. So... As we would see later in the night, that may not be the case any longer, but we still need, you know, you still need to have multiple stars, uh, multiple people who feel like they're stars at a top level of the division, rather than, you know, like Hikaru Shida was the champion for a year, and yep. poor girl can't get a match on Dynamite to save her life ever since losing. And that's, that's one thing I was going to bring up. Do you think that AEW just kind of focuses on the one woman that's the that's the champion? Because, I mean, when Rio was champion, it just seemed like that was all that they focused on. Yeah. When Nyla the was champion, that's all the they focused on. Yeah, yeah and then well, they have, same with they have Sheeta. Other sto- they have other stories, you know. But mostly they're taking place feuds. on Dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. They have other mini feuds and things like that, like you Anna know, like Jay and Ty Conti versus the Bunny yeah. and Penelope, and Diamante versus uh, Big Swole, which you know was a feud essentially on Dark, even having a gimmick match Damn on Dark as match. a feud blow off. Um, but yeah, there's not you know, but it, that still feels like a middle of the road feud, yeah, and not a top level feud. And that's what you need. You know, you, you need to have multiple stories going on. But, yeah, it kind of feels like they put this champion so high above the rest of the division um, that it's hard. hard for somebody else to match her. And then the problem yeah. is, yeah, once you lose the belt, you're you're kicked back down into the pack. You know, Riho was, and then she, you know, went away, went back to Japan for a while and came back, and she went back to Japan for a while and came back a little bit, and Nyla Rose has been very hit or miss, and you know, since since she, she dropped the belt, she's on, on TV. Dynamite. She's not on TV. She's on TV. She's not on TV. Yeah, um, yeah, and she has been been literally just battling her way from the back of the from the back of the pack. You know, beating uh, basically enhancement talent ever since she lost the belt. 
At least Pretty too much. Though. I mean, you know, I mean, that's what, I mean, you can't even make time for some of these women on the YouTube page. So I'm yeah. Saying. Yeah. That, 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 if you can't even make it to one, because they have two, you know, yeah, they have uh, they have three three hours YouTube worth of YouTube stuff. Yeah, we can't make time for them on that. I mean, what do you need to do? Make another TV YouTube page on uh on on two on Thursdays and just run that. Yeah, week? yeah. Well, we'll see. All right, next up, my my match of the night and uh, the longest match of the of the the show uh, by five seconds. The Lucha Brothers. Uh, take their rightful place as the AEW World Tag Team Champions as they defeat the Young Bucks. Well, they're not so Young Bucks anymore. Um, yeah, in in a steel cage match uh, where, yeah, they just beat the bloody heck out of each other. Uh, you know, it was everything. Uh, you know, I enjoy out of these guys. Bunch of flips. Two sweets and super kicks. Um, so Dropping yeah, head drops and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lucha Brothers take it to another level to, uh, you know, overcome the Young Bucks and their shenanigans, including that sneaker with Tom Tex. But uh, yeah, here we are, the Lucha Brothers. It I mean, was, look, to me, it, it was, was wild, crazy, exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Lucha yeah. Bros have pretty much been kind of the uncrowned tag champs for a long time. And, you know, part of that was due to injuries, you know, one of them was kind of hurt for a while. And the other one got seemingly got hurt for a little while. So it was hard to get them consistent in a feud, you know, and they, them and the Young Bucks, you know, are, are essentially the two most popular teams or the hottest teams in AEW. Um, so makes sense for them to finally have a big feud and you finally have a big blow off on the pay-per-view inside a cage because, you know, the Bucks have all their young boys trying to interfere for them. And uh, they still did even throwing, you know, throwing in the, the spiked shoe and, um, and that kind of thing. The match was crazy. They literally did just about everything you could possibly imagine, including the Canadian destroyer off the top, um, the avalanche Canadian destroyer. Uh, It was, it was bloody. It was it had everything you could possibly want in a fast-paced tag team match. You know, um, uh, yeah, a lot of people are heralding it as you know one of the best matches of the year so far, um, which is which is a pretty hefty compliment considering all the great wrestling we've had. I mean, funny enough, I mean, not not that I not that I subscribe, but apparently Melzer gave it five and three four stars. Ah yes, yes, yes. As so I think would. this is the this is the first ever match to get more than five stars, you know, in, in outside the, the Japan. No, I don't think so. I think no? he had others. That has he gone yeah. over five? I, I, I yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think he has. Yeah, I think this is probably oh. the first five star plus match the Young Bucks have been featured in. As for the longest time, he hated the Bucks. And then he started really liking their stuff, but he wasn't like awarding it such high praise as some of the other matches. He, he started liking their stuff when they started paying him. Yeah, of course. Well, they, no, he well, liked, before, he liked that, before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they named the road of PWG and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And that's when everybody noticed, like, why are you so buff? You sit behind a computer all day. What are you doing? You're not sitting behind a computer. You're just pumping weights for no reason. Well, um, but uh, yeah, that was I mean, my match of the night too. Um, absolutely whoop, fantastic whoop. match. Too sweet. Um, no, we don't do the whoops. Whoops. No. Um, no. Sorry. The only the only negative thing that I had about the match, um, and you touched on it, Danny, was the the Canadian destroyer off the top rope, where whichever Jackson was up a minute later. Like, come the, on, the, the bunny destroyer. Come on, man. That was just no, no. That, that's because I don't know how to do it. Right. If, if Bad Bunny had done it, that nobody would have gotten up. No. You know the originator. No. The originator is on impact. Um, That's but, right. He's making an impact in his world tour. Sold out. No. Seconds. The, the originator is on impact. Uh, anyways, the match was good. Very, very good. Lots of twists and turns. Um, very bloody. Wasn't expecting it to be that bloody. Um, but yeah. holy shit. Penta bled buckets. Um, loose loves to bleed. As yeah. soon as they started ripping his mask, I knew he. I knew they were doing that just so he could bleed all over the place. And then my favorite part of the entire match was afterwards he hugged the title, and then the the title is essentially now stained red because they they showed a video hyping up their match uh, uh, tomorrow, and essentially where he hugged the belt, the belts just died red now because it's stained with his blood. So I think that's absolutely fantastic. And I hope he bought his daughter's new clothes after he hugged them because they were stained red too. Um, but yeah, good for Lucha Brothers. It's time that somebody beat the Elite. Um, I, w- I was shocked it wasn't Jurassic Express, but I'm very, very happy uh, it was Penta and Phoenix. All right. Uh, next up, uh, the Casino Battle Royale match. You got Ruby Solo making her uh, in the debut as you know the Joker entrant, defeating Abaddon, Anna J, Big Swole, Diamante, Emi Sakura, Hikarushita, Jade Cargill. I'm butchering some of these names. Jamie Hayter, Kira Hogan, Kylie King. Layla Hirsch, Nyla Rose, Penelope, Penelope Ford, uh, Rebel, Red Velvet, Rio, Sky Blue, Ty Conti, The Bunny, and Thunder Rosa. By the way, uh, seeing Soho and Thunder Rosa as the final two uh, rocked on for me. I mean, that was my favorite moment of this whole entire match. Absolutely. To see Absolutely. them being the final two and kick, try to kick each other's butts. Uh, as, yeah. you know, of course, only, you know, Ruby's. You know, in I guess you could say her hometown. I mean, she spent a lot of time in a former life mm-hmm. uh, in in, Ch- in the Chicago area. But yeah, definitely a, a favorite of uh, of the area. Uh, you know, it was just a great moment for her, uh, and I was happy. You know, she was home. She found her her destination, and yeah, she's happy. I'm happy. Uh, and let's go make that money, girl. I think that had it been anybody else but Ruby Soho that walked out as the Joker, 
that place would have no pun intended rioted because as soon as the last uh, suit came out, the crowd just started chanting Ruby Soho. Um, had it been anybody else, that crowd would have shat on it. Um, needless, it was her. So good. Good on her. Uh, they made her look like a star. She looked absolutely happy, which good for good for Heidi or Ruby. Uh, Ruby. She deserves she deserves happiness after being kind of dicked around in WWE for the longest. Um, and and the last two people were the two people that I would have expected to win it, either Ruby or Rosa. And uh, I, I'm I'm happy with the outcome. I would have been happy with the outcome either way. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait to see uh, Rosa and Britt next week. Oh, Ruby yeah. and Britt, you mean? Do what? Ruby yeah. and Britt. Ruby, Ruby and, and Britt. Britt. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. The match was a little shorter than I thought, I guess. You know, with that many people, I expected some people to stay in longer. Some were in and out very quickly. Um, but yeah, I had Thunder Rosa winning it. The Ruby um, reveal, you know, as the Joker was once again one of, you know, AEW's classic worst kept secrets. Um, you know, everybody, the speculation amongst the fans was that, yes, she's coming. That's why she hasn't taken any bookings because she's going right there and she's going to hop in. That's the perfect place for her, you know, and more than likely that, that she would win the match. Um, all those things happened mm-hmm. and people fucking loved it though. That doesn't just because you know, it's happening doesn't mean you aren't still excited and interested for it. Um, exactly. you know, I wanted Rosa to win. So I'm a huge Thunder Rosa fan, but Ruby winning is great also. Um, you know, they've, and even since then, they've continued to treat her like a big star, you know, putting her in the, the six person tag with against uh, Brit's team. And, um, and she'll get her match next week. I get, you know, I guess they're not waiting until full gear. I think that's the next pay per view, and it's in November, if I remember correctly. So yeah. we'll probably see quite a lot of title matches on the free TV in the meantime, as they don't want to kind of hold up a title program you know for for two months or so um there's also word and speculation funny rumors actually when both women commented on it that a future plan is Britt baker versus thunder rosa in a hair versus hair match fightful claimed Ooh. both women commented and said uh i think i think thunder rosa said well i ain't losing my hair so apparently it's Britt who's going to the barber and Britt Baker said, well, I'm not so sure about that. I'll have to ask Fightful who wins the match. Um, <laughs> as, you know, apparently they were playing as though they were clueless to this possibility of it happening down the line. Um, so that that made the whole story more humorous, and it kind of died right there. You know, it didn't really c- carry on any further. Um, fun match. Fun. Ruby's a big, st- you know, help bring her in, treat her like a big star. We'll hopefully add, you know, more more depth to division, like I was like I was talking earlier, than just the should champion. Been, it should have been CJ Perry as the the wild card or the Joker, oh. or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been staying in the ring and wave while everybody else fights, that kind of thing. <laughs> All right, um, I do stand corrected. 
this was not the first. Uh, there were many other matches that got over five uh, stars in the U.S. But this one is now on the top three of matches in the U.S. that got five stars. What's the top the one? Two, Just curious. The, the highest uh, six stars uh, for AEW Revolution, Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks. And that, that that's in as far as just um, you know in America, that's number one. Number two, uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair from an NWA show back in 1989. So, but whatever, Meltzer. Uh, happy to uh, happy to report, uh, Okada and Omega are you know in the overall. Number one and number two for their two matches, in, you know, in back-to-back uh, Dominion's years. Good for Okada having to carry so, the young boy. I know, right? Yeah. Good on Okada. I did not realize he gave Osprey versus Shingo six stars. God. Yeah, because once once he went over five, he kind of just broke his own system, and now it's however many stars you want. I, I'm so happy I don't subscribe to this thing, dude. Mm-hmm. No, it's so stupid. I don't know why people oh. still think everything he says is law. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's it's worse now because it's now like the Bible for uh, the religion that I call the Conradism. You know, it's the Bible for AEW fans. Yeah, or at least the the all elite marks. Yeah, but you know. I, I see Conrad Thompson as the uh, as as the preacher on the tent that's you know just basically re- reading it out to to the masses. Little but, side note yeah. here, I love so I listen to a little bit of Conrad's stuff, and every single like guest that he has, like Bischoff and Pritchard and all of them, they all fucking hate Meltzer. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I only listen to the Pritchard show and the Eric Bischoff show, and yeah, the. They, they not only hate Melzer and everything he writes, but they will call him out. Yeah, you know, for I, I appreciate it. Bischoff straight have, mocks Melzer. Yeah. It's just so funny. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have the time to. You know, I don't know if I could stand listen to the other guys. I feel like the other guys, even though they t- tell tell good stories, I feel like they just too slow paced for me. They would be too slow paced for me. Like if I'm listening to Tony Schiavone or or JR or Arn Anderson, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. No, I agree. But Bischoff's but very least, compelling. I will yeah. say that. And Pritchard's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's, let's not get a. Fuck yeah, Okay. Chris Jericho uh, versus MJF in the final fight. If Jericho loses, he would have to retire from in ring competition in AEW forever. The final fight that should have ended six months ago with their Bro, blood and guts match, and then it should have yeah. ended five months ago with the with the stadium stampede, and then you know, <sighs> whatever. Anyways, um, Jericho, won. I was yeah, Jericho won. He's not retiring, um, which was a little shocking to me. Is you know, yeah, I assumed that Jericho, you know. The, it just said that he was, you know, he would never be allowed to wrestle in AEW again. So, 
you know, I thought that maybe he would take time off and, you know, go tour with his band for a while, maybe have some matches elsewhere, you know, come in and manage um, some people, you know, do commentary, that he would find other things to do in AEW without having to take bumps. But, surprised by the win. Um, but I was really not invested in the match. Mm-mm. It's some long-form grudge match. Bloody battles, you know, MJF threw Jericho off a cage and like all this crazy shit. And they start out with lockups and arm drags and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is like a guy who's literally somehow forcing you to fight for your career, has tried his best to humiliate you and demean you and batter and bloody and, you know, basically soil your reputation and your legacy. Broke your arm. Broke your arm. You know, all these things. And yet we start with a very tentative wrestling contest. Um, so once they started doing that, I was like, all right, guys, you I was not already looking forward to the match because I don't really like MJF. Jericho's good, but his stuff now doesn't really do much for me. He's like um, at this point. Yeah. 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 He's like 147. Um, and. You know, to me, it seemed as such a foregone conclusion that MJF was going to win, and and Jericho would quote unquote retire. Um, so yeah, they just pretty much lost me. I was bored. I was looking at other things. wasn't really paying attention to the match until it got towards the end, and then he put him in the uh, the walls of Jericho and uh, broke him down. And MJF tapped. The only put over the younger talent. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, but but you can't you can't fault Jericho for that. Jericho's yeah, been putting yeah, over yeah, young yeah. talent for ten years. Uh, yeah, yeah. Starting with losing to Fandango at WrestleMania. Um, the only, before that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jer- Jericho does what's right for the business. Um, yeah. And he always has, and he always will. The most exciting part of the match to me was. The, the start when the countdown clock happened because I got I popped really hard for it because yeah. I, I like the countdown clock. I always have, and it made me sad when he got rid of it when he went super-duper uber-heel. Uh, and then MJF walked out, and I was like, fucking son of a bitch. And that's about as hard you. as I popped. He got, he got me, you. and that was about as hard as I popped for that entire match. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was halfway looking forward to it just because I like Jericho. Um, it's no secret Jericho is one of my top five all time. Um, and but but other than that, he's he's in the he's in the waning t- twilight of his career. Um, like as in the point where you know that's that spot right before it's completely dark outside where you can still see like a ray of sunshine. That's where we're at. Um. So his that, that's like his belly button. <laughs> his his stuff doesn't do much for me anymore, unfortunately, uh, because you know he's not flip flying around the ring. We're not getting lion salts, uh, all that fun no. stuff anymore. He's just flip flopping. Yeah. Um, see, yeah, like like Danger, I thought he'd probably do some like go places. Yeah. Like like this would be the perfect time for him to hey take some time off. Go to go to New Japan strong. I mean, look at everybody they're bringing there. He could have, you know, do a couple things to some of the guys. Come back and just be a spokesperson. 
um, for you know his for for his inner team, circle, the inner circle yeah. build those guys up, and you know, uh, I I think Jericho doesn't need to. And listen, you are banned from wrestling in a company. Look, let's not forget this have the loopholes for this, right? We all remember yeah. when. When Ric Flair lost their retirement match against Hulk Hogan in 1994 WCW. How, how many times has Hulk Hogan retired? How many Come times back. has yeah. Ric Flair retired? There you but, go. You know, like how many Terry times Funk. a wrestler loses a retirement match and then yeah. come back a few months later to wrestle? Yeah. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time Terry Funk retired, I'd be a rich man. So, yeah. I mean, all of us would. Uh, that would be great. But, yeah, I, I think, I think Jericho... I mean, if we we're gonna look down the line, where you know all, I mean, I wasn't, I mean, Eddie Kingston, you know, you know, he he did the job to make sure the mirror got look good. Um, that that's why I don't, I don't get um, the next match. Uh, I mean, I get it, but I, I I'm for for many reasons I don't get it. Uh, so of course, to see him Punk returning to the ring, his first. Uh, singles match in over seven years. It's a big deal. Uh, he wants to face Darby Allen for no reason other than hey, Darby Allen is cool. Um, CM Punk comes in wearing pants. You know, yeah. Because surprised the hell out of everybody in long tights. So the first uh, time in his career he's ever worn those yeah. on the bitches. He, he oh, well, I guess he wanted to shave. Didn't want to shave his legs. Yeah. In, in in the Punk family. Um, yeah, so 16 minutes they got. Um, you know, I, okay, um, I'm not sure what I was expecting um, from Punk. I wasn't expecting, like, peak Punk. I will say that. I was not expecting him to come out here and give me a, a five-star match. I mean, yeah. shoot, I mean, according to Meltzer, he didn't even give him a four-star match. But that's no here, no there. Uh, I, I do think, though, he didn't look as great as some people would have expected, but nobody cared because yeah, he yeah. was back, he was in Chicago, and for everybody, it wasn't about the quality of the match, and maybe that's why they were with the Darby, Darby uh, but more, more about the moment. And as far as the moment, it was a five-star moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for the match... You know, for what it was, I would have made it a 10-minute, you know, thing and just let it go. Uh, but I'm happy that he got his moment and that the fans in Chicago got their moment. And all right, Punk, it's getting a little bit of shape. Let's get most of that ring rust off and let's try to have some great matches before, you know, you go, you go, you know, you go goodbye again. The match I mean, was good. The match was good, but not great. Um, you know, Punk, it, you know, yes, it has been a long time since he, he wrestled, you know. And, you know, it's it's the aging process. He didn't he didn't seem like he was off. He wasn't out there being sloppy. He wasn't, you know, out there looking lost. But he was noticeably slower and took a much more slower pace than we're used to seeing for most of his matches. Um, you know, here he was the the seasoned grizzled vet returning, you know, to face a young hot star. So you know, Darby's fast. He's quick. He's you know he's he 
has great speed. He can come at you from different directions very quickly. Um, you know, so Punk's strategy, of course, was to grab him, grab hold of him, wear him down, slow him down, and then you know eventually hit, be able to hit the go to sleep on him. Um, told a very good basic story of professional wrestling. Um, you know that these kind of matches used to be very much the you know the the prototype basically or the archetype so to speak of what fresh wrestling really was um and you know like i said the match was good both guys looked good punk looked good he had the big moment of his debut the fans got to see him you know win the match you know he he of course respects darby that's why he chose him first to fight you know because he said if i was you know 15 years old i would i would be a huge darby allen fan like he understood his popularity and why people like him and he wanted to to be a part of that and kind of, you know, in a sense, kind of help mentor the kid a little bit as well, I think. Um, you know, because they a – lo- a lot of similarities in their own lives, I think, too, not just their kind of careers. Um, but, you know, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't great. I enjoyed it. But, yeah, def- on, on a card where so many matches did wild and crazy stuff, especially the cage match – um, you knew this was not going to be everybody's match of the night, but yet again, it didn't matter. It was all about the moment, the feeling, and the fans were right along for every every aspect of it. You know, every time Darby started picking up speed and would start doing combos, the fans were loving it. You know, CM Punk would slow him down. The fans were still really interested and invested in it. Um, you know, they they told a good story, and it got the ending everybody wanted. You know, Darby loses, yes. But it wasn't like he got completely destroyed. He put up a good fight. You know, it's just somebody who's who's better seasoned, you know, who's a seasoned veteran and, you know, is very crafty and and used his his uh, his wealth of knowledge to his advantage and, and ultimately won. Yeah, the loss doesn't hurt uh, Darby at all. And because, I mean, like you said, Punk, Punk rubbed, off, rubbed his shine off on Darby and um, – even in a loss, Darby looked great. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was in almost tears. Um, say, as I've said with Jericho, it's no secret that CM Punk is my favorite professional wrestler of all time and forever. Um, and I, I was one of the few, I believe, that never gave up hope that one day we would see him back in a ring. Did I think it was going to be AEW? No, because what was AEW seven years ago? Um, but the match was fine. He was like you said, he was noticeably slower. But I don't know if that's because he was doing it at his own pace to start off because he wasn't a hundred percent sure of himself and he wanted to take it easy, or if you know it's just a little bit of ring rust, or if it's just the age and seven years away from the ring. Um, We'll see Friday, uh, next Friday, when he takes on Powerhouse Hobbs on Rampage. Um, very, very excited to see what's next for CM Punk. Uh, obviously, right now he's in a kind of little tiff with uh, Team Taz for whatever reason. Um, give, give the, give those young boys a, a little rub, I guess. And um, yeah. I was very, very excited to see CM Punk back in a wrestling ring. Uh, it is once again clobbering time, guys. It's it's clobbering time. 
now, of course, um, clobbering time is followed by, uh, you know, the wrestling debut of one of AEW's recent rookies, uh, Paul White, uh, who defeated QT Marshall in three minutes. Did somebody could say three with that, Could have done without this match. Yeah. But, alas, we got this. But it, it was over. It felt like 30 minutes. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch this match. <laughs> yeah, it was it was absolutely the bathroom break match. And, and I've been waiting to, to be, pee, yeah. Yeah, they intended, to be the, they intended it to be a cool down between matches. You yeah, know, it was kind of the old WWE strategy. You used to throw the Divas in there as essentially the semi-main, but it was between two hotly contested, you know, gimmick matches or title matches or something. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was it did exactly what they wanted to do. You know, I get for whatever reason they wanted to have Big Show fight. So we fought, and he won like everybody wanted him to. Um, yeah. You know, QT's good at getting people to not like him, so he uh, he definitely did his job too. I no. uh, just decided to go pee and get a snack while that match happened, and then we started talking about my autograph room. So, and yeah. then I heard the bell ring, and then I came back. Did he cry? I, I don't know. I didn't watch it. Well, I was asking the end. Uh, I wasn't watching that closely either. Okay. Great. I don't know. No, nobody was watching. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, literally nobody uh, was watching. <laughs> AEW <laughs> World Title Match, the main event, the champion, the belt collector who got whose belt got whose one of his belts got stolen by Christian Cage. Uh, was not gonna let Christian get away with another moment of thievery. Kenny Omega defeats Christian Cage in 21 minutes to retain the AEW World Title. Um, uh, then yeah, it was. I, I thought it was a. Uh, a pretty darn good match. Uh, yeah, I don't think they didn't need, you know, after the very long night that had already been the show. And after the matches, the moments, the emotions, uh, and the fact that these guys had already fought previously, I, I really wasn't expecting anything big, and we didn't get anything big. Uh, you know, um, they did a table spot. That was fun. But for the most part, they just... They just kept it, kept it good and kept it easy to watch. Uh, of course, the right man won, as he always should. Um, still the champ, Kenny Omega. And boy, oh boy, did we get some surprises. Because the aftermath and the aftermath of the aftermath, probably uh, in, in, in front of this crowd, huge. I mean... You you want to talk about, and we've already talked about the returns of Cole and and, and Brian, but you want to talk about moments. I mean, these were huge moments that just I think for different reasons, uh, you know, me, you know, just were huge. You know, in comparison to Punk's return a couple of weeks prior, so. What did you guys think of the main event? Yet, yet again, you know, um, 
the match didn't feel as big as it probably should have because these guys faced in a one-on-one singles match only a few weeks earlier. And Christian won. It was for the Impact title. So nobody really expected Kenny to lose two in a row, especially not the AEW title to Christian. Um, so I wasn't really invested in the match. I honestly didn't really pay that much attention to it. I was watching it, but I wasn't super invested. And similarly to the um, to some of the you know to the Moxley and Kojima match, the aftermath certainly overshadowed the actual match itself. Um, you mentioned you know it was a longer show at this point when the match started. We were at about three and a half hours. Um, so. Yeah, the fans wanted a match. They wanted a good match, but they definitely didn't, you know, need some forty-five minute, you know, Kenny Omega jerk fest. Um, so they got a twenty-one minute one instead. But um, yeah, then the aftermath definitely overshadowed the main event to the point where, you know, you kind of forgot that there was a match after all because they had not one big return but two big debuts. And a big in a big brawl, and the hero standing tall at the end of the night, you know, like so. You you kind of forgot about all that by the time by the time not one but two hot free agents debuted. Yeah, the match was good. Um, when we were talking about pacing of the the event, I didn't expect this match to go on last, um, but that was also before I forgot that. Tony Khan said that his world title matches would always go on last. But yeah, we just saw this open up Rampage three weeks prior. The first match on Rampage and Kenny Omega lost. So uh, my investment was very low in the match. The only reason I cared was because I like Christian. And I mean, they put on a good fight. It was it wasn't crazy like some of the other stuff. Uh, the, the table spot where Christian kind of got fucked um, was about the craziest thing they did. And, I mean, the match worked. They have good chemistry together. Um, but, I mean, no, but I didn't expect Christian to win. Uh, but the aftermath was obviously the best part, uh, you know, Kenny saying that the only people that could could ever beat him were either retired, no longer here, or, or not here, or dead. And the second he said dead, I was like, well, here comes Adam Cole. And, well, here comes Adam Cole. Just not with the theme song that I would wish he would have had, but whatever. Um, and then, you know... The crowd's like, oh shit, we got a, we got our Adam Cole, baby. What could possibly be better than this? And then the return. Well, of no, Brian the, Danielson. No, e- even before then, they were they swerved for us him. already. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, no. But Cole came out, and everybody was like, oh shit, we're gonna get Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega. Yeah, and it's I, gonna be awesome. And was then, I the only one that knew he was gonna hug him? Like. Come no, on. I, I I said it right right a second before it happened. When Cole, yeah. like when I yeah. saw Adam Cole, I was like, "Yep, we're finally getting the super elite back together." I guess, mm-hmm. um, as, as the new T-shirt says, "The elite is complete." Yeah. The, whoa, gosh, we want to talk about WWE's T-shirt designs. Um, 
But, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe some people thought that Kenny Omega and Cole were going to duke it out and fight forever and this, that, and the they're other. Gonna, they were going to have a uh, Young Bucks on the pole, man. Young the <laughs> Custody of the Young Bucks match. <laughs> yeah. But no. Um, Thankfully, Tony Khan does not listen to this podcast. Oh, thank God. He probably... He might love us. Who knows? Um, Yeah. But... And then the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, which I no longer have to call him Daniel Bryan. Um, You can always call him Brian. I always called him Brian. Yeah, I always called him Brian, too. Yeah. But, geez louise, that's... A fantastic name change. But yes, the American Dragon is finally back. Um, I cannot wait to see his first match back next week. Uh, hopefully, uh, Kenny Omega is going to get his fucking head kicked in. Uh, and all will be right with the world. Listen, listen uh, we, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but... Yeah, it, it was it was a great show overall. Yeah, uh, I think that it, it, it you know many titles as AEW's greatest pay per view ever, and, but and the greatest you know, show that, of the that, year. That, and those that, that's a things. Tony Schiavone kind of thing. They're gonna say that after this every show. This is the greatest night right? in the history of our sport. So I, you know, take that for a great soul, guys, because you know people they, they say that all the time. They're gonna say that all the time about every single other other show and other things so um it, it was it's a great show it had a great moment um but you know you had to stick the big show in there and that just not getting an a plus for me well. uh, so uh yeah uh you may you may get the bs out but uh you also get the plus out i it gets an a for me yeah i'll I'll go more a little more conservative and do it a B plus just because there were a couple matches that I just didn't really feel invested in, but overall the event was really good. You know, even the matches I weren't invested in, like they were still good matches. They weren't they weren't bad. Um you know, and then you had big moments, you know. Uh Ruby Soho and you know, and Brian and Cole. So, you know, not only did you have good wrestling, good matches, culminations of feuds. But you added a lot of new ingredients to AEW um, to make fans be excited for what's coming next as well, which is also very important. You want them to watch next week. You want them to buy the next pay-per-view, etc. So being that it did all of those things well, I will will give it a B plus. Uh, I give it an A plus. It's it was my favorite show of the year, and that's not uh, something I expected to say at all ever. Um, but that pay per view, top to bottom, was kind of almost perfect, minus the big show match and um, just little nitpicky things here or there. But yeah, that. That is so far my show of the year. All right, then. Well, we, we're moving on to uh, the Grand Slam week for, uh, I was about to say New Japan, but it's uh, AEW because Lord knows they can't New get Japan their own just did name. Wrestle Grand Slam. Yeah. Yeah. 
Come on, man. Get... Sorry, Brady. Come on, AW. Come out with your own themes. Well, anyways. But it's AW Grand, Grand Slam, Slam they're in a week. tennis stadium. Uh, next next week, um, they'll be in Ar- in the Arthur Ashe uh, Stadium in New York, uh, where they're going to have a live episode of Dynamite. And then they're going to tape uh, Rampage that same night. So the crowd will either be in total fuego, they'll be tired by the time uh, they, they they go to Rampage. Probably not. They'll probably still be in fuego. Uh, but here we go. Dynamite uh, next Wednesday night uh, is stacked. Brian Pillman Jr. versus MJF. Malachi Black will finally get his chance to kill Cody Rhodes. We Sting and Darby Allen versus FTR. Sorry, FTR, but you are not the best tag team in, in wrestling. The Lucha Bros are. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker DMD versus Ruby Soho for the AEW World Championship. And Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson in a singles match, non title match. Which probably tells me Kenny's gonna beat the crap out of Brian, and then Brian's gonna somehow find a way through shenanigans uh, to cheat Kenny and, and defeat him, yet somehow earning him a a, a championship match. Uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, that's usually how they write the stuff. Uh, but I love you, Brian. Uh, and then Rampage, you got the Super Click. I'm calling the Young Bucks. Versus Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express, who's followed along with their mascot. And the Inner Circle, Jericho and Hager versus Man of the Year, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. And CM Punk will be wrestling uh, at, uh, in, at Rampage against Powerhouse Hall. They are setting up next week to be uh, be very very hot, very exciting. Um, you know, just a lot of good uh, good stuff, and arguably, you know, there's going to be other stuff in there too besides just what's advertised. Um, mm-hmm. The the nights may be getting slightly cooler, but AEW is still full of the summer heat, baby. Yeah, uh, we've got a good week of wrestling coming up. We had a good week of wrestling this week. Still not over. Still got some tomorrow. Uh, but, mm-hmm. got, I mean, goodness gracious. We, it seems like we're watching wrestling every day of the week, guys. Do you, you ever Pretty think much, that we'd yeah. be here? <laughs> yeah. yeah so Five years ago, I would have I said you were crazy, but... That we've got it on yeah, Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays mm-hmm. and Fridays and nine times out of ten, Saturday or Sunday. Well, yep, yeah, indeed. Uh, so next week, I guess I'll be watching some Dynamite. Um, I think I'll watch Rampage too. Rampage has, I know you called it Thunder the other day, but Rampage has actually not been a bad show. There's been a lot of the top talent on it. And, and, and I mean, you know, Thunder kind of did the same way for a week or so, but eventually it floundered off. But I, I think that they know that they can't go that route with Rampage because there's so much talent on their roster that they have to do something with it. Um, I'm going to wait for them to prove me wrong. 
Yeah, no, no, no. I was just, yeah. I was just saying from my personal standpoint. Mm-hmm. So far in the four weeks that we've had a rampage, it's been very. I'm not gonna say very good, but it's been good. It's, yeah, it's definitely not. It's definitely the the fourth best show wrestling show on television. The thing that helps Rampage oh, also Sorry, is that it's it. it's only an hour long, so it moves very quickly. There's a um, lot of action and not a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Whereas Raw is the exact opposite. There's three hours of it, it and there's a lot of bullshit and very little action. Wait, wait till the wait till Paul White shows up though. Alright. Okay. So Lately, we got lots of stuff to talk about here. Not a lot of time to talk about it. As predicted by I, the Tribal Chief will be defending his Universal Championship October 21st in the Great Kingdom of Cedar against none other than uh, the Beast Incarnate, uh, Brock Lesnar. That's if he can get past the Demon. Well. The Demon has yet you know, to ever lose on WWE television. He's lost good. one time at a takeover to Samoa Joe Samoa in the cage, Joe but that's the, cage, the only yeah. time that the demon has lost. Sorry, but Roman Reigns is, is, is not it's not Samoa Joe. So. Exactly, he's not Samoa he, he, Joe. He is. He's Samoan, and his name is Joe. He is exactly a Samoan Joe. <laughs> Touche. Oh Touché. Jesus, fucking Christ. You got us there, Danger. I don't know why that <laughs> fucking popped me, but it did. Because, yeah. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. Good, good one, Danny. Good one. Extreme Rules will be happening on uh, September 26th. So far announced, Becky Lynch, the man defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. Damian Priest defending the United States Championship against Sheamus. Mm. Charlotte defending the Raw Women's Championship against Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Usos uh, defending the street, the, the, the street, defending the defending the streets, bro. against <laughs> the Street Profits. Um, you Welcome know, once the, the third Uso joins the team, it's going to be so much harder <laughs> to know who, which Uso is which. I mean, we'll it's so Usos number one, number two, and number three. It's so um, uncanny that he's not one of the twins because he looks just fucking like him. Yes, it's it, it's hard. It, it, it's kind of like you know Los Villanos. You just 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 give them a number and hope you get it right. <laughs> um. Uh, anyways, and Roman Reigns, of course, uh, will defend the Universal Championship against the Demon. Uh, Finn Balor, of course, the Demon, making his return uh, last week. Um, yeah, so fun, look forward to that. Uh, but I, I, I wanted more talk about two specific moments, guys, that, that kind of, uh, you know, on their own have made, I think, a lot of impact and noise uh, in the world of professional wrestling. First of all, Monday night, uh, Mr. Money in the Bank, Cashed in, and um, yeah, and Big E is your new WWE champion, of course. Another former NXT champion. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say other than uh, it, 
you know, better late than never. But I knew this man had what it take took to be a champion, and yeah, here he is, your new WWE champion, Big E. Give him his freaking last name back, Langston. Well, fucking deserved. Um, this has been a long time coming. Um, I I've seen main event talent in Big E since pre New Day. Uh, the only thing that he was missing was a character. Essentially, uh, he was just the stoic big guy that could be kind of agile he in the ring. He was King Kong Bundy, man. Five. Yeah, the five was good, uh, it, but then they took that away from him on the main roster. Um, then once once he got comfortable in the New Day gimmick, and, and he just he it something just tied it all together. And I've been waiting and waiting. I thought he should have been the first uh, member of the New Day to be the world champion, but Kofi Mania uh, did it, and that's that's well and good. But Big E, I really, 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 really hope that he's not just a transition champion. Um, and they made history. So this is the first time that uh, two black men or two black men have been back to back world uh, champions in well WWE champions. Um, the transition from a black man to a black man. So that's kind of. Amazing, honestly, going from Lashley to to E. So, uh, I guess the grand scheme of things, we get the New Day back. <laughs> Thank God. Apparently, yeah. Why the fuck they split up the best thing that they had going on in WWE? I'll never know. But I'm glad. I'm glad that E's back with his brothers. And yeah, Monday Night Raw got a whole lot more interesting. And the actual. Well, in actuality, the entire episode of Raw wasn't terrible this week for the first time in fans wanted fans wanted Big E to win Money in the Bank mm-hmm. to to get up to that level of title contention, and they felt that was a good way for him to do it. He accomplished that. Fans yep. were waiting and wanted to see him cash that in and get his shot. Earlier in the day, he put out on the social media and said, "Hey." Just going to go ahead and put it out there. I plan to cash in tonight. You know, and and that's basically a, a viewer grab, and I get that. Um, I understand that that business aspect of it, and, and I'm guessing a lot more people tuned in than maybe would have otherwise um, to see if it was actually going to happen because they also wanted to be able to see it live if it did happen. Um, I remember – when CM Punk for you know cashed in him his money in the bank first, it was kind of in the middle of an episode of Raw, and I was not actually watching Raw at that time. And then I heard about it and tuned in and saw the replay. Um, so you know, fans want to be there to see it happen live and in person, and be able to react with their friends on social media, etc. Um, you know, and of course, it's been overwhelmingly positive. You know. A, across the fandom, across the industry by other wrestlers that he's worked with and these kind of things, um, wishing, wishing him well and uh, made for, yet again, a really great moment. It seems that we're getting a lot of these. 
lately, not just with, with All Elite Wrestling. Majority of them have been on that side of the brand. But, um, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of great moments in professional wrestling. And in the grand scheme of things, professional wrestling is built around the creation of moments that fans can connect to emotionally. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you know, matches are are great and watching matches over and over again are great and the matches that evoke those kind of emotions repeatedly are great but the things that most people will remember years and years and years down the line is not the cons- you know the full story of a match they will remember one or two big moves they may not even remember who wins because it doesn't you know in the grand scheme of things that always isn't as um as important as how it made you feel and, you know, Biggie cashing in um, and winning was definitely one of one of those big feel good moments that people are going to remember for a long time. And of course, the next moment that we got was the next night as NXT relaunched yet once again. You know, I mean, people NXT 2.0, 2. but, but they call it 2.0. People aren't, they are calling it 2.0. So, but, but they call uh, it 2.0, and they're the ones who get to write history to however they want it. So, so it's 2.0. So they uh, call it NXT 2.0 probably a hundred times throughout the course of the night. Yeah, at least, let's, let's and it's through, on the graphic. Let, let's yeah. run through what we got on, on the on the show, and then we can talk about the things that maybe stood out to us. Uh, Broad Breaker. Defeating Ellen Knight in the opening match. Brombreak, of course, the son of uh, Rick Steiner, uh, looking at Steiner as only a Steiner could look. Uh, Imperium defeated Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Of course, uh, Brooks Jensen being uh, the son of uh, Boo Buchanan. I think his name Ben Buchanan. Yeah, um, yeah, Ben Buchanan is the name he used. Yeah, so he was wrestling. Brooks, Brooks Jensen here uh, with Josh Briggs. Um, next up, uh, B-Fab uh, defeated Katrina Cortez, who I forget Katrina Cortez was, you know, even still on the roster, but I guess they bring her every once in a while to, to do a job. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Carmelo Hayes comes out and does a lot of talking uh, with his new uh, sidekick, Trick Williams. Uh, we get introduced to him at least. Uh, six women tag match. Well, originally it was a tag team match between Gigi Dolan and JC Jane versus Casey Catanzaro and Kaden Cortez. I mean, Kane Carter, sorry, my gosh. But then this mysterious woman shows up who I have no clue on, bros. I did not recognize her for a hot, like, couple of minutes before I realized. It was Mandy Stink freaking Rose. Um, I, I I don't know, but she's no longer blonde, and I could not tell who she was. She is no longer the golden goddess. Um, she now looks, instead of looking like uh, blonde Trish Stratus, she now looks like brunette Trish Stratus. Blonde or brunette. Or she can get it now. Yeah. Uh, Ridge Holland defeated Drake Maverick. Uh, Julius and Brutus Creed defeated. Uh, of course, they're part of uh, the um, what you might call it Diamond, Diamond Mine. Mine. De- defeated uh, 
Dan Jarman and Trevor Skelly. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa defeated Pete Dunne. Val Weiner and LA Knight to uh, you know reunite once again with Goldie as he is your new NXT champion. And of course, you know what's better for a relaunch than the wedding? What lets and... you know it's no longer a super indie and it's now sports entertainment than having a wrestling mm-hmm. wedding as the closing segment of your show? And yep, as uh, index uh, unites. Hashtag index. The, fa- the family grows. And uh, yeah, there we go. Not different stage, different set, different um, logo. You know, they tried to give it a whole different feel, and the show did have a very different feel. You know, you got a lot of. A very large new talent debuting. Um, most of the matches, apart from the title match, were fairly on the short side. Um, so it, you know they were kind of debuts and debut squashes, that kind of thing. Um, you know they had a story where um, you know Kyle was supposed to be in the main event and he gets jumped and can't compete, so. You know, one of these rookie, one of these new guys, you know, gets the opportunity of a lifetime and takes his spot. Um, I thought they might do that with LA Knight also, since he lost the opening match, but still found himself in a title match. You know, wins and losses don't matter, whatever. But um, it definitely had a different feel to it, um, which is what they're going for, a different look. You know the the stadium look was very very different than what we've what we've always seen with NXT, um, and I yeah, really liked you know, it. sports entertainment mm-hmm. ruled at the end of the night with a wrestling wedding that surprisingly went off without a hitch. You know it's wrestling when the biggest surprise is that something goes about the way it's originally intended. Uh, I see what you did there. The way the way it was intended. I didn't. I didn't mean that. And, and they actually did, did end up getting hitched. So it did go with a hitch. But, yeah. There was no cake throwing. Nobody got put through a table. Um, well, nobody tried I, to stop the wedding and said, I'm your ex lover. Um, I mean, many people tried, know. but, you know, when but you then he showed him a hatchet and we Loomis. called it a day. <laughs> yeah. He showed he well, had a hatchet hanging in, the, up, in his coat. You know, um, yeah, he, um, he had his, uh, he, you know, he had his security blanket. He always keeps that thing on him. Yeah, apparently, and he said his yeah. first words. Uh, yeah, first words on on, on television. television. Yeah, yeah. Who knew he could speak? Nobody, because everybody looked shocked as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean. I, I thought it was pretty pretty okay. Um, it's not the NXT I'm used to, but we'll get there, I'm sure. Uh, this definitely had more of a 2014-2015 NXT vibe to it, and that's not a bad thing, uh, especially nope. since it is trying to become more of a developmental territory. Um, yeah. I... I 
I'm shocked that the oldest guy on the roster is their champion. But I mean, yeah. I guess technically that you need to have um, a sprinkle of of, of what of NXT was to keep yeah. people interested. Experienced talent in there to get their older or their newer talent over. Um, but it's the love story that nobody ever wanted to end. Uh, Goldie and Ciampa back together, together forever. Um, forever, ever. Forever, ever, ever, ever. ever. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of good stuff coming out of 2.0. Um, I'm curiously excited for the direction that it's going. Yeah. It's it's time for for to teach these guys how to be sports entertainers, you know. And I I, I enjoyed it because it, it was what I, it's supposed to be a developmental system. Let's get these guys developed. Let's see who becomes a star. Let's see who can you know can hack it. And uh, yeah, I, I like the look. I like everything about it. It, it was fun. Steiner's um, kid looked really good. Yeah, he looked fantastic. Which apparently, yeah. Which apparently there was um, commentary was told not to mention Rick Steiner's name mm-hmm. uh, while he was in the ring. So I loved the shot that what's his face took uh, by saying that was a dog face gremlin mentality. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. There you go. You never I'm, said I'm I couldn't okay say his that. nickname. I, I, I know, have right? no problem with, I'm having no I have no problem with all these new kids who come from, you know, you know, wrestling families to you know not be mentioned. Let, let, let them come out and do their thing on their own, right? Let let them not, you know, not come out and, and get a job because, you know, you you you're you're the son or the daughter of a superstar of the past. So it's uh, like like yeah. Tamina and Randy Orton and hey, Charlotte Flair. Randy's and, uh, fine. Randy's yeah, he became, he, his became yeah. he became good, but ultimately he got a job so young because of who his dad was, not yeah. because he 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 had proven himself elsewhere <clears throat> that he was and could be a, a star. So he was pushed to the moon right from the get go. To the moon. Um, so, if if we ever go back to Rex Steiner or whatever name he was yeah. going to use, can he come out to the Steiner Line song? Steiner Rock. Steiner. Yeah. From the nineties, like I don't even yeah. care. Just let him come out. The nineties are the, cool again. Come on. Exactly. He was let wearing. He was wearing the the similar gear. Yeah. His music had the siren like his uncle. Yep. You know, they they didn't let him run around and bark and drop down on all fours like his dad, but Ooh. You know, everybody yeah. pretty much knew that. I might have to go to Krispy Kreme. Sorry. When I said dropping on all fours is when you went, ooh. I started scrolling through Facebook and they apparently have an apple cider glazed donut right now. Well, I don't know if Christmas is open at eleven twenty at night. Krispy Although Kreme? I think you're an hour back. Krispy Kreme, yeah. Uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. Certain uh, locations are 24 hours. Yeah. But yeah. And you are 
And you are at an, are you, don't you live on an improper time zone anyway? No, it's eleven twenty two here as well. Okay, well, good for you. I'm, I'm happy about that. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to hear. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I don't so want you to live life the wrong way. I would never. Um, I'm happy that. I, I I don't know. I just I kind of want Steiner to come out to the old theme. The, the old Steiner themes it would make, and, and nobody in the world would pop probably, but like me, so whatever. Yeah. Do it for me, WWE. Do it for me. Uh, the guys came. They pressed. Now it's see, it's time to see what they can do next. Uh, but you know, hey, sky's the limit. Uh, I want to leave you guys on this. Uh, actually, before we close it out, um. Johnny Gargano's contract ends at the end of the year is, is what was being reported now. December 3rd. Uh, so what, what does, does Johnny confirmed. Gargano do? I mean, uh, I, think, I think we know when Balor's officially uh, ends his running WWE, I think he will leave. I think he's done everything he's wanting to do in WWE. I don't see... Unless they offer him another stint in, uh, well, in NXT, which is no longer the same NXT he needs for, he's likely to go elsewhere. And and I really hope he goes back to New Japan if he does literally. The, there's a lot of great things he could do there. But Johnny Gargano is 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 uh, it's it's a different kind of guy. I mean, I don't, I I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's about to become a father. And, you know, it's not like he's got, you know, family waiting for him on the other side. His family is with him. Um, yeah. What 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 is the future for the Garganos, do you guys think? I, mean, only, I can see only him sticking know. around for another few years. Yeah. yeah. I can see him sticking around for another few years because he hasn't really had a, a shot on the main roster yet. You know, he and Ciampa went up as a team very briefly. Um and Chompa then never. that was when Champa got injured, and they just took Johnny back down to NXT. Um, so you know, I think he probably has more things he wants to accomplish within WWE. He wants to be, you know, on the main roster, touring. Um, you know, he probably wants to wrestle at WrestleMania. You know, because he's a lifelong wrestling fan and all this stuff. So he probably still has a lot he still wants to accomplish within within the WWE. So I would assume, you know, if they give him a good solid offer that he would be more than happy to stay. Cause as you mentioned, you know, his, his family's there, his wife is still signed to the company. So it's not as though, you know, he has reasons to go to, to anywhere else, you know, even though he has, you know, friends at multiple companies, um, you know, and each one would offer its own unique uh, matchups and stuff for him. But I think he still has more he wants to accomplish in in WWE. Yeah, I think I think he stays put. Uh, like you said, you know, his wife is uh, still contracted there. His daughter and his son and his son-in-law are still contracted to WWE. Uh, so you know, I I don't I don't foresee Johnny going anywhere. Um, I, I mean. What 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 difference would it really make in AEW versus WWE? Would de- would AEW position him as a top guy over 
the 900 other ex-WWE guys that they have? Mm, probably not. I, I think and he's considered top guy in NXT. Yeah, he is the top guy. And well, uh, I guess Champa, him and Champa are the two top guys in NXT now. Um, but I mean, I, I'm still, I still don't know if Gargano is going to stick around in NXT. I think, I still think that once they get some of these newer characters established. You know, say around October, whenever the draft date was, I'd already forgot. Um, I, I, I think we'll see Gargano heading up to the main roster, along with half of the other uh, Kyle O'Reilly's and the maybe Tommaso Ciampa's and the Imperium's. And uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think so too. I, I feel like he's. The guy who just uh, who's, who's happy, who's comfortable, who doesn't feel like he needs to rock the boat. Champ has never stood out to me as somebody who needed to do something like go back and wrestle the best in the world, uh, even if they're not in. The, I mean, because there's still plenty of best in the world in uh, in in, in WWE, uh, but I do believe that you know. But he's, I feel like he's at a place where he could just be happy being where he's at. Um, never say never, though. I mean, if Tony Khan offers him a huge amount of money, I mean, that there could be that option. But, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I think I think Johnny is one of those guys who, who will get, continue to run here. And, you know, the if you look at the history of Johnny Gargano and WWE, they've they've basic they've treated him so well. Yeah, they've booked him great. I, I don't think he has anything to complain about. Now that you know, and, and you many people do, many people don't. Uh, but if you think realistically, yeah, this guy, he you know, he's had. I mean, um, he's he's done everything he's wanted to do, and he wanted to stay in NXT and do his thing, and he's done it. And I think that. Yeah, just uh, let him be, and if he wants to stay here a little longer, by all means. And I mean, the roster. that was one of the shocking things for me with Adam Cole too. Is NX or WWE has treated Adam Cole very, very well. Um, I mean, he was the main part of NXT essentially for four years. He, he was NXT. Yeah, he came up to the main roster on Survivor Series. And, I mean, he didn't get the win over the other two world champions. But, I mean, he put on a damn good show. They didn't make him look like a joke. Um, WWE treated him well, which is why I'm kind of shocked he didn't give the main roster a try. But at the same time... You know, all of his best friends are chilling in another company. I and mean, his wife. I, I get, and his wife, girlfriend, That's whatever the, the hell they I are. Think. So I get it. I get it. You can't really fault yeah. him. But it's different with Johnny when his best friend and his wife are still with that company. So, yeah. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't think he leaves. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's what people are going to be talking about for the next uh, four months or whatever time we have left. And not to mention Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Their contracts are coming up as well. 
yeah, yeah before the end, the, the end of the year and yet again all their friends are over there and you know blah blah blah, blah you know the same reasons that most people but at this point i think fans are thinking that everybody's just going to jump ship i saw somebody on a post say something they thought that who was it roman reigns sheamus and seth rollins were all going to jump ship and go to <laughs> go to all elite and then somebody else was like yeah, yeah, Roman and Sheamus definitely aren't going anywhere. I could see Rollins maybe, but I, I still don't really think so. Um, you know, it's just that at this point, the fans, you know, they kind of like a guy and they go, oh, they, they need to get to All Elite because All Elite will let them do, let them be their best and let them do what they want to do and all this, you know. So uh, it's going to be this thing for a long time as, as long as they can, as long as All Elite continues to sign guys you know right as they leave wwe who are who you know who fans feel aren't being fully respected or appreciated or aren't being given opportunities to live up to their potential etc etc fans are going to continue to clamor and and speculate and wonder that every time somebody's contract is coming up or every time somebody you know kind of gets taken off tv for a little bit that they're gonna they're automatically going to all elite could you imagine if Cesaro's contract was coming up? Boy, howdy. We wouldn't even hear the end of Cesaro to All Elite, Cesaro to All Elite, Cesaro uh, to All Elite. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've, I've seen that poster already. Of course. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I I still – I whose poster did I see that made me laugh? Somebody made a poster of WWE, the WWE logo, becoming All Elite. The tra- I saw that the trailer is all elite now because it's got like oh, out of the, the four faces, three of them were now AEW contracted wrestlers. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was pretty good, honestly. Yeah, but you know what? By all means, AEW can sign anybody they want, but you, you, you only have so many shows. And yeah. At what point do you have to then, you know, you have these other YouTube shows to elevate you know, younger talent, but keep signing older talent. You gotta have less room for the younger talent. Yeah, they um. So they showed the 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 Grand Slam poster, and there's four people on the front of it. Not one of them is a a, a non ex WWE talent. Because it was Punk, it was Cole, it was Brian, and I believe it was... I don't know who the fourth one was, but it wasn't like, you know... One of the homegrown all-elite guys. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was, well, and at, at the at the time, too, though, you know, currently, those are the people who are hot. The people, you know, yet again, they fans feel that, you know, they weren't getting a fair shake by WWE, etc., and they want to see them, you know, mm-hmm. go all out, do what they can do, etc. No, that so was that, last. That was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. They all went all out, um, and now <laughs> yeah. they gotta, you know, it's, it's go not full time gear for them to get into full gear. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. Well, my joke was terrible. Yeah, usually, well, it's, yeah. it's okay. I, I I usually have bad jokes too, so we're we're all all good. Uh, but that's it for tonight. Uh, you know, we we had you know a lot of good fun topics. We we'll see what happens next week. Uh, we will we speak this 
the same time next week. We'll be halfway into the Grand Slam. Um, yeah, see where all the goodies. Can't wait for uh, October 2nd when we go see uh, Minoru Suzuki. But Danny, you, uh, Eric did allude to it. So uh, talk to us a little bit more about uh, not AEW, but AWE's return, the rebirth. The, the yes. Re- the, the, yes. What do you call it? Yeah, well, they haven't given an official name to it, but AEW, you know, <laughs> excuse me, allow me to correct myself before I start on a tangent. AWE, Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment, is back um, and have a new location in Austell, Georgia, and the plan is to run monthly shows there. Uh, the first one will be this Sunday. Uh, there's also a show scheduled for October 17th as well. Um, but this Sunday will feature um, Eddie Kingston making his return, uh, taking on Georgia Georgia wrestling favorite, uh, Logan Creed. Um, there will be Roar tag team action. Uh You'll get a whole lot of other interesting things as well as the main event, which will be a four-way match for the um, Georgia Wrestling Crown Tag Team Championships. Uh, The champions, Young, Dumb, and Broke, will be defending against uh, the reigning Southern Honor Wrestling Tag Team Champions, Technical Excellence, which is Chip Day and Kyle Matthews. Um, Effie and Ashton Starr will be a team, and... Um, the fourth team is, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Armor and, uh, Owen. Yes. The Hierarchy's new duo of the returning Adrian Armor and, um, also the returning Owen Knight, as Owen Knight hasn't been seen in, in AWE in quite a few years. Um, recently recruited back to AWE as a member of the Hierarchy. Um, new location, uh, they're... Tickets are on sale. You can get them at the door. You can buy them online in advance. Um, One of the unique things that AWE is trying now is Patreon membership, which they had for a little while. But the big advantage to joining Patreon now is that is going to be the exclusive home for all AWE content. Um, We're trying for the first time a live stream for the Patreon members. So if you can't be in attendance at El Galaxy Sports Bar in Austell, you can join the Patreon and stream the event live um, and watch it. Um, of course, myself will be providing commentary as well as as with a partner whom, whom will be revealed at a later date. Um, and then after the show ends, it will be available on demand on the Patreon. Um, also, the plan is to begin releasing all of AWE's video content exclusively to the Patreon. Um, that includes backlog. That includes future events. Um, you know, I, I as far as I know of, the plan is not to release the footage anywhere else. Um, except the Patreon. So if you wish to see possibility of live events as well as replays and 
events and matches from the back catalog, um, you know, from the from the AWE vault um, of years past. You can join the Patreon. All that information can be found on uh, AWE's Facebook page. On October 17th, next month, uh, we'll be uh, Davey Richards will be making his debut, as well as uh, The Best Kept Secret, formerly Buddy Murphy, now Buddy Matthews, um, will be making his debut as well. Um, and, you know, we still got a month left, so who knows how things will ha- will turn out and on Sunday and how they will structure the, the card going for October and who else might show up. Um, but AWE is back. And uh, also locally, Patrick, I'll let you do the plug for them. But Mucha Lucha Atlanta has a show coming up in just under a month as well. Patrick, forget he's on mute. Probably. Yeah, he's just talking. He can't hear us. You forget he's on mute. Well, then I'll go ahead and talk for him. Okay, you just weren't paying attention to your cue. Uh, my but my head my, my head were sort of so like, mm. in and out. But where was I? Yeah, October eleventh and no, October tenth. I think is that Sunday. Yeah, the tenth. Uh, yeah, Sunday the tenth. Here in, in North Cross, Georgia, of course. Uh, the Psycho Clown starts in AAA. It's gonna be here. Uh, you know, the realest family in wrestling, Los Parks. L.A. Park and his sons, El Hijo de L.A. Park and L.A. Park Jr. will be uh, there as well as all of your favorite MLA stars. Uh, it, you know, it's a great party. It's a great celebration. So can't wait for another, uh, another fun day of uh, Lucha Tacos and screaming parents in the front row. Not screaming at their kids. Screaming at the luchadors, uh, but yeah, happy AWE is back, uh, uh, you know. And of course, if you cannot attend in person, support, support, support uh, the Patreon, and uh, yeah, you will not regret it. Uh, but with that, that is it for the show tonight. Uh, be sure to follow us. Uh, on all uh, podcast uh, places available, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Amazon Music. Um, also follow us on the Twitter machine at FOW Radio. Danny's on Twitter at Danny F in Danger. Uh, Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X. Mika's on Twitter at Mika Villas. I'm on Twitter at YellowmanPA. And until next time, keep watching wrestling.